0: Greetings my lovely people, welcome to episode 39 of Magic Talks. In this episode I'm going to be talking about the Mandela Effect and how basically everything you liked on TV and films growing up was a complete lie, Uh, what it's got to do with magic, storyboarding magic tricks and how that combines everything together, update on my MacBook, Instagram videos, magic lessons and so much more. Here comes episode 39 of Magic Talks. Welcome to Magic Talks, hosted by Magic Man London. Magic Talks, Magic Man London. So before I get into the big meaty part of this podcast, like the Mandela effect and how it works and magic and everything like that, uh, a slight update for you on my MacBook. I know you're all kind of waiting to hear an update. Uh, I ordered it on the 24th of February and it should be here on Friday. So that will be the 12th of March. Uh, If it does arrive in time, next week is episode 40. And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I work out how to use it and I can get a guest on for episode 40. Uh, So that's exciting. But I hear you asking, the Mandela Effect. What is it, Magic Man? Well, let me tell you. Basically, it's where lots of people think something happened when it didn't. It creates a false memory. Now you can see where it's going with magic and everything. Uh, Let me give you some examples and you'll pretty much... Almost guaranteed to go and Google these, because that's what I did. Uh, Here comes comes the first one. Remember in Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, you probably remember Darth Vader uttering the famous line, Luke, I am your father. Everyone remembers it. I remember it. Um, He didn't. Sorry to disappoint you there. He didn't. Um, The line was, no, I am your father. Most people have memories of the line being the former rather than the latter. Um... Snow White, here's another one, Snow White and the Seven Doors. You probably remember the line, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Um, Again, you may be shocked to learn that that line actually began with the phrase, Magic mirror on the wall instead. Um, Am I ruining your childhood now? I apologise, but once it got into my head, I thought I need to tell other people. Here are a few more ones for you. Uh, Remember Looney Tunes? Um, The cartoons? Yeah, it's not Looney Tunes, it's Looney Tunes. I mean, seriously, our childhood has just been undone here. Uh, Remember Curious George and his big tail? Yeah, he never had a tail. Uh, This is the biggest one. Brace yourselves, people. Do you remember Sex and the City? Like the big TV show. Yeah, it wasn't called that. It was called Sex and the City. Not in. There you go. Uh, This is the one that really threw me and had to kind of double. I went online to kind of make sure this was true you know Febreze kind of the stuff that people use every day to get rid of like smells and everything yeah it's not called Febreze we all think it's Febreze as in F E and then breeze it's not it's F E B R E Z E um there's so many more monopoly you know the monopoly man and his monocle yeah he doesn't have one The hyphen in the Kit Kat. If you have just had an existential crisis about the fact that there's no hyphen in between Kit and Cat, yeah, it's not. It's Kit Kat. It's one. It's one word. Um, here's another one for Star Wars fans. C-3PO has a silver leg. I've watched the movies. I swear he didn't. I reckon since hearing this, they've gone back and color corrected it. Uh, the Flintstones has two Ts. We're pronouncing it without the first one. So this is really awkward now. So Flintstones, I thought it was, as everyone else did, the, and then F-L-I-N-S, and then T-O-N-E-S. No, it's F-L-I-N-T-S, T-O-N-E-S. It's like our childhood is being ripped apart. Movie-wise, remember Forrest Gump, life is like a box of chocolates? No, it doesn't say that. He says life was like a box of chocolates it's like seriously people what is going on and here's the big one you know kind of Freddie Mercury the world-renowned singer when he's belting out the song uh, we are the champions and at the end we all sing of the world he never sang it it wasn't part of the song there you go that's the uh that's the Mandela effect so now I've kind of completely shattered everything you thought you knew, uh, let me tell you how I use the Mandela effect in magic. But before I do, one question that I've been asked a lot with all the different kind of groups I'm on and everything like that is, how do you come up with a magic trick? Uh, and when do you add the misdirection? When do you add like certain moments? So, I've talked about it before, but now I'm going to talk it in correlation with Mandela effect and creating false memories. Because... For those of you that have seen this stick trick, if you haven't, it's on my Instagram. Go and check it out. It's just Magic Man London. I think about halfway down, there's a white stick with crosses on. Um, I've seen it over six thousand times, and I now don't really know how it works. I just do it. Um, card to wallet is another one. Card under boxes is another great trick that I know. Uh, if you look at most of my tricks online, you won't get the same feeling because you're not there, like physically watching it and experiencing it um, but this is how I weave kind of false memories into making a trick sit down this is where it gets interesting so the first thing I do when I'm working on a new magic trick is I start at the end it's like right this is what I want to do if I haven't got a method for it I don't care it's like right I want to make a sign card appear in my wallet that the spectator can take out I never touch it it's like, okay, how do I do that? Well, I've now got sleight of hand and other things I can use uh, to get there, but I need to create that memory for you. Because um, I generally go nowhere near it. You can watch me almost in slow motion and you take the wallet out and your card's gonna be in there. Um, I can make cards invisible. I can make cards change in your hand. So when I'm storyboarding a trick, I kind of go, right, this is how it finishes. And then I work backwards. And someone goes, why do you work backwards? Well. It's just so much easier. Rather than going, right, this is how the trick starts, and then you get towards the end, it's like, hang on a minute, that method's not going to work for that. Going backwards, I can fine-tune bits and make sure it all works perfectly. But I make storyboards. Now, if you've seen Disney, Pixar, kind of the big movies, they all make these amazing storyboards in that like, huge detail. I draw stick men and like, packs of cards and coins. It is not pretty, but no one's ever going to see it. And what I put on the storyboard is what I want you to remember. Um, it's kind of like a mini, a mini photograph basically going, right, this is what people remember. Um, because otherwise if, if an effect's too complicated, I'm going to lose you halfway through and I don't want that even if it's a short effect. So it's my job to make the trick as entertaining as possible, but also completely mess with your head kind of on what you remember. So I'm going to break a trick down for you and why not let's start with let's start with the card under box because that's one that I've got about five or six different ways of doing but I always like jazzing it up depending on where I am which is another reason why I don't do it on video you need somebody there to kind of sign the card and and it just involves lots of people well you can do it one on one but it's better in a group and everything it makes it more impossible so let's start off with where the trick starts So this is the simplest one I do, but it's kind of one of my favourites and it can be done fairly quickly. Uh, Another card under box routine I do can take like 15, 20 minutes, but that involves three different people, three cards and lots happens. So this is how the basic one starts. Um, I get out a pack of cards and I ask you to think of a card. The second you think of that card, I snap my fingers and that card appears underneath the card box. Uh, You can lift the box up and find it. Uh, I then take that card, that card goes into the pack Uh, a little snap and it goes back underneath the box again Uh, this time we take the card from underneath the box put it into the pack a little snap this time the rest of the pack goes underneath the box Uh, and then to finish i take the box i put the box in your hand put your other hand on top so you're like sandwiching it Uh, i take your card make it invisible and throw it towards your hand and when you lift up your hand underneath the box uh, is your card and that takes about maybe a minute minute and a half but it's one of those hard hitting it's like bang 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 something's happening all the time and from the very beginning I'm kind of pushing you off balance and this isn't a secret uh I've talked about misdirection in the past is there misdirection involved with it yeah a tiny bit but this is where my magic changed a few years ago I can't remember how many um it's probably more than I think but as a magician and I love this sentence here we go bear with me it's uh it's interesting when an actor's like acting out a part they are that character they're not kind of going oh I think the character would do this so for years I was doing magic and kind of enjoying it performing for people but I was the magician and I wasn't amazed by what I was doing because I knew what I was doing and then one day wasn't one day it's probably happened like gradually but it seems like one day I started stop being a magician like doing tricks for people and effects for people and thought let me be the spectator who's performing the tricks uh, and it changes everything because now when the card appears underneath the box you're surprised you're not looking for the method uh, why aren't you looking for the method because you're enjoying it you're part of that group and it's, it's hard to describe it's one of the best things I've done this stick trick over 6,000 times and I still love it. Um, And going off as a slight tangent, everyone's like, how do you remember everything? Well, I practice every other day for like four or five hours. I used to do it every day. And then someone said, try it every other day, and it does work out better. It gives your brain a chance to think and everything like that. So, uh, one thing people wanted to learn was something called the waterfall shuffle. Well, an in-the-hands riffle shuffle, which sounds like this. Um, And then I'm going to do a cut at the end. So, I thought, yeah, I can teach that. Uh, I used to do magic lessons in the real world and I'll get back to doing those so I started to break it down I'm like, I can't remember how to do it I pick up the pack of cards and I just do it I know where my fingers have got to be I know how much pressure I've got to put on um, so I thought, wait, if I can't teach that because I'm trying to keep them under a minute what can I teach? so I found, I taught like a simple cut and a simple shuffle um, if you go to my Instagram, they're there. are um, there so it made me look at it from a different point of view I'm having to relearn stuff so, if you go onto my Instagram and you like the shuffles and you like the cuts and you want to learn more, um, or you're having difficulty with them, once the new Mac arrives and I can set up multiple cameras and everything, I'm gonna start doing magic lessons. Yes, you gotta pay for them, but I think the beautiful thing about doing it on social media, to kind of give you a preview, is they are like, oh yeah, I like that. Rather than someone going, oh look, here's what you didn't learn. It's like, Wait, what the hell's an in-the-hand riffle shuffle? What's the swing cut and everything like that? This shows you, it's basically a test drive. and I. I like the idea, um, so I'm working on like a magic course but at the same time you can also have one on one lessons. Yes they cost more uh, and then once we're allowed back um, I'm going to do like one on one real lessons. So let's go back to the Mandela effect and magic and we're taking card under box as the prime example because I create a false memory. People go, uh, he took the card, oh no I took the card, I put it into the middle of the pack, he snapped and it was underneath the box and I put it in. Uh, Another trick I do, um, and this would probably be simpler to explain in terms of what's happening in your head. Because I use cards, coins and other stuff to kind of get magic into your head. Nothing I do as such is magical. It's kind of, I think real magic happens in your head. Um, I can still remember tricks I saw years ago and still amazed by. And I don't really want to know how they work. So, uh, there is one card trick and it's, The trick that I show most people because it can be done fairly quickly. Uh, Apart from the stick trick, everyone sees the stick trick. If if you don't know what I'm on about with the stick trick, go and check out my Instagram. It's on there. There's no excuse now. Um, So there's one where somebody chooses a card, um, it goes back into the pack. I shuffle. One card comes flying out, and it's not theirs. It's like four of hearts. They're like, no. I take the four of hearts and I put it in there, in between their fingers, so their thumb and first finger, and they hold on to it. Uh, and I asked them to take that card and put it into the pack, but not to let go. Um, and they put it in and I went, what was yours? And they go, like, nine of spades. And they take the card out and turn that over, and it's turned into the nine of spades. And they go, no, I, I didn't let go. And they don't. From the second that card comes out of the pack, they do not let go. And it's such a powerful moment. Um, when a card then disappears and appears in my wallet, um, there's lots of different ways of kind of creating the effect but I want it to be as magical as possible. And you've got to make people care about it. So they choose a card, I do the whole trick and everything and then make the card invisible. Um, and I go, look, reach into my jacket and I open up my jacket and they reach into the pocket and take the wallet out. I go nowhere near it. Uh, they then open up the wallet and inside the wallet is a zipper compartment. I open up the zipper compartment and inside the zipper compartment is their card. It's all about creating a memory. Uh, is that what happened? Yeah um there's one where you take like a red ball you put a red ball into their hand and you've got another one in your hand you make yours vanish throw it towards their hand invisibly and when they open up there's two balls in their hand um this is what magic is all about it's about creating those moments of wonder those moments of like pure magic where they're no longer thinking about how you did it if if i do a trick and somebody tries working it out it means i've kind of failed because magic should be that powerful that you're enjoying it in that moment. Um, I strongly believe that I was put on this planet to do magic. Um, yesterday, I gave blood. Um, I'm just going to go off on a slight segue here, but I think it's important. Um, it takes about an hour out of your day, um, and you get some crisps and a drink at the end of it. Um, but I go down, I was wearing my Magic my London t-shirt. Um, and I gave blood and everything like that, and then I was talking to people at the end. I did a bit of magic. Um, And it turns out one of the people there are getting married next year looking for entertainment. So it's like, look, if I can do magic at your wedding, even better. And that's by just giving blood. And it was was really nice to get out of the house, especially at the moment. So is there something that you've seen in the real world that all of a sudden turned out that wasn't what it was sort of thing? Have you experienced the Mandela effect? Are some of the things I mentioned at the beginning part of it... uh, (laughs) I'm going to lay down a minute. But it got me thinking about a magic trick I've had in my head for a while, but not got anywhere really with it, because as good as like coming up with an effect is, it's so important to have a story that goes with it. Uh, and I was looking through my magic drawer the other day, and I found these little what are they? Here? Let me tell you. Uh, they're from the Hard Rock Casino. It's a one-dollar gaming token, uh, and they're heavy. That they make they make like a nice sound. Um, so this is a group of them. How many have I got here? Four they make like a nice sound um but it's like right what trick can i do with that and i was going down like the casino route and it's like because there's no clocks in the casino um it's hard to tell how long you've been there not like artificial light and everything like that uh and then i was talking to people about gambling and my golden rule with gambling is only gamble with what you can afford to lose if you can't afford to lose anything then for the love of god don't gamble most of the time the casinos win but Uh, It's not a Mandela effect, but it's it's borderline just before it. You see people gambling and like winning and everything, and then they start losing. Uh, And then they try and bet more to win back the money. And then by the end of it, I made this much money. So yeah, but how much do you lose? I don't know. So what's this got to do with the coin trick? Uh, I want to see whether I can do a coin trick where within the first six, seven seconds, one of these tokens disappears. And yet you can still hear it, you can still see it move, even though you can't see it. Um, it's not something I can ever, ever do on social media because it just doesn't work and you need to be there in person experiencing it. But it got down to the point, and I've been looking at all the old magic books, about creating these memories, and I was practising it the other day, uh, and I flipped the coin up into the air and it, it disappears mid-air. I swear to God, um, because I was watching it, I didn't really know where I was going, so I was just trying it out. I recorded it for myself, um, but basically you take a coin and you flick it into the air a few times, and then the last time it's like, watch, and you flick it up, and it just fades in midair. It's a beautiful moment. Um, And then it's part of like a two-phase routine. It's nothing complex. I might add a third phase. But it's about keeping it simple. It's like he takes a coin, he flicks it up into the air, it disappears, it appears somewhere else. But what happens if it doesn't appear anywhere? What happens if you just keep it so simple? Because that's what people are going to tell everyone. He took a coin, he flicked it into the air a few times, and then the last time he flicked it, it went up and it melted in midair. It disappeared in midair. Can you get stronger than that? I mean, there's one coin trick, and it's a beautiful trick. It's not mine. Um, but I learned it a few years ago and I've adapted it slightly to fit my character a bit more. And it's this, uh, you take a coin and nice and slowly, you close your hand and turn your hand over and somebody holds onto your wrist as tight as they can. Uh, and you're wearing short sleeves. If you've ever seen me do magic or most of my videos, I'm wearing short sleeves. Um, and I want them to imagine that coin disappearing. Hang on. I digress. Let me go back to right at the beginning. I take a coin and get them to put the coin in their hand and close their hand slowly. I show them how to do it and turn their hand over. And I wait for them to kind of go, what next? And it's like, right, what I want you to do is imagine that coin getting lighter and lighter and lighter and almost melting away in your hand. And the more you think about it, the more that coin melts. And when you feel it's gone, let me know. And within, say, 30 seconds, they go, it's gone. And so I open up your hand, they open up the hand and the coin's still there. But for that moment, they, that coin had disappeared in their hand. So I'm like, look, we'll do it again. But put the coin in my hand. So they put the coin in my hand and I gently close the fingers one finger at a time. So you make sure I don't do anything. And then I turn my hand over slowly and I get them to hold on to my wrist. Once they're holding onto my wrist, I go, look, all I want to do is imagine that coin melting away. Melting and melting and getting softer and softer and softer. And when you think it's gone, let me know. And they go, I think it's gone. And I turn my hand over, and I gently open up the fingers, one by one, and that coin is gone. It's melted away. Uh, and it's one of the cleanest bit of magic I do. And I think it's as close to real magic as I'm going to get. Just for that moment of there's nothing complex, I'm literally putting a coin into my hand, closing my hand slowly, and you're imagining that coin going. It's like even... Here's what I want you to do because it, it's an amazing thing, and I've never tried it over like a platform like this. I want you to find a coin, nothing too big. I'm using like a dollar, but I got massive hands. I can basically palm an elephant. Um, take that coin, put that coin in the middle of your hand, gently close your fingers around it, and then turn your hand over. But don't squeeze the coin so you can feel it, and just see how long it takes for your brain to kind of go, okay, that coin's melting away. It's like just. The more your hand's like that and you're not tensing your hand it's just nice and relaxed and you're just thinking lighter and lighter and lighter and you'll feel the coin getting lighter and then after a few seconds you'll start to forget you're holding a coin and then all of a sudden you won't be able to feel it now here comes the weird part turn your hand over and open up your hand and the coin's there for a split second your brain goes what the hell just happened So that's how I use the Mandela Effect to magic to kind of get an image into your head that isn't necessarily what's happening, but it's creating that beautiful magic moment. Uh, That has been episode 39 with the Mandela Effect, storyboarding, Instagram videos, magic lessons, uh, and stuff like that. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Here comes Magic Story of the Week. Magic Story of the Week. So here's a little fun story. that I was telling someone a few weeks ago and they went what's the weirdest thing you've ever done in public uh like magic wise and it's like I remember sitting it was a really hot day uh and I was doing an event in London um and I was there most of the day because it, it was like a trade show sort of thing uh and I go outside with some fresh air and I bring my bag with me um because it's got all my magic stuff in it and I don't want to leave it on the stand so I go outside to start talking to people uh, and <laughs> um this is what happens and it's about creating these memories and kind of creating those impossible moments and it goes like this uh she goes oh would you like a drink it's like yeah that'd be great things um so she comes back with a really nice like big beer and it's like it's a nice hot day and a beer just go down perfectly um and she went it's not as cold as it should be and i was like oh that's fine i reach into my bag and take out a handful of ice cubes um kind of like four or five and put them in the beer and she's like what? I went oh don't you keep ice in your bag and she's like no and I said look have a sip of the beer you'll find out it's colder so she has a sip of the beer and it's it's colder and she went how how do you keep ice in your bag she went there's no freezer compartments I went no it's a magic bag you put ice cubes in in the morning they just stay in there and she was kind of saying to other people she's like you got to come and look at this Look at his bag, he's got ice cubes. It's like, well, did you just put them in? It's like, no, they've been in there all day. And she went, look, I've got a beer, it wasn't that cold. He put ice cubes in and it's colder. It, it's The ice has cooled it down. And I was just like, right, I finished the beer and I walked off. Um, this is where the Mandela effect comes in. She could have sworn blindly that that beer got colder. It kind of got colder. They're not real ice cubes, they're prop ice cubes that I use for a few tricks. Because it's always nice producing ice but again ice melts and if you're out all day turns out it's a bit like laughter in the terms of your body doesn't know the difference between a genuine laugh and a fake laugh so if you start fake laughing and it turns into a genuine one the body releases the same serotonin levels it's amazing try it out um so she saw the ice tubes come out of the bag into the beer and I said, give it a can. I said, look, feel it. It gets colder. I'm giving her a command. She's seen ice cubes, which she knows for a fact are cold. Ice cubes are frozen blocks of water. Um, yes, they're all coming out of a bag, but when you tell somebody, it's a bit like hypnosis in that respect. When you give someone a suggestion, their brain goes, yeah, he's just put ice in there. Of course, it's going to be colder. And she had a little sip and it was colder. It wasn't. It's a beautiful moment and it's a beautiful way to wrap up this episode. Uh, That's magic story of the week. This has been episode 39. Thank you so much for listening. Look after yourselves. Enjoy the rest of your week. And fingers crossed, I'm hoping to have a guest on episode 40. So watch this space. Lots of exciting stuff is happening. I just need the MacBook to arrive. See you next week. Take care. Bye.